What are we talking about again? The things we talked about? Uh, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name's David Petrangelo, and after a little bit of a uh, week and a bit, a couple-week hiatus, I'm joined by... Michael R. Power. So, uh, yeah, normally we uh, sit and record a couple episodes at once. I was away for a little bit, so we had a little bit of a minor break. Um, we had a few things that we've played and watched, I would say, over the last couple of weeks we'll catch up on that briefly as well but also over the last couple of weeks there's been some news that we've pretty much wanted to talk about and it's been talked about all over the place over the last couple of weeks as to uh everyone's opinions have kind of been thrown around so why don't we just join the fray um i think the first one that goes back about a week and a half so or so based on on when we're recording is um that Disney Plus is, or Disney itself, is bringing Mulan to Disney Plus. My father cannot fight, so I will take his place. The Northern Invaders will kill her. If I expose her, our own people will kill her. When we take the Imperial City, I will take revenge. For my father! What is your name, soldier? Hua Jun, Commander. Son of Hua Zhou. You will now take the oath of the warrior. But there's a catch, of course. And everyone probably knows it by now, but on top of your, you know, monthly, yearly subscription to the service, it's going to cost about $30. It's $30 US. I'm assuming it's going to be the same for us here in Canada, or give or take five bucks. Um, so a bit of an interesting tactic to that. Um, we no longer have to worry about going to the theater, at least for us here in North America. So Mike, what do you, what do you think of the, of the idea? One, the fact that it's Mulan and two, that there's an added price to it when we're already paying whatever it is, 80 bucks a year or 90 bucks a year or whatever uh, we already paid for. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. And we both have Disney plus. And yeah. so we both bought so, the first year, I, which I think was I think I understand what they're doing, which is yeah. you're still paying your monthly fee, but you have to pay $30 to rent this yes. Mulan movie because it's a new movie that was supposed to go into the theaters. Um, but the weird thing is the movie is obviously going to eventually come to Disney Plus and be included in your Disney Plus subscription. So you're you're paying to like get it early. That's what I understand. Right. It's not like a 40-hour window. It's like you're paying and you'll get it permanently before everyone else gets it a year right. later. Well, and it doesn't, movies it doesn't normally work. Come. Yeah, and it's not working. I mean, it's sort of a rental, but it's also like you, quote unquote, own it unless you stop subscribing to Disney Plus, right? Yeah, but you own it so, earlier than everyone else because it yes. will eventually come Disney Plus. So it's like a... You would think so, know. by Christmas or something. I'm sure it'll be there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll make it delay longer. Um, so I understand why they're doing this because I don't think this is like a normal business model of how Disney wants to release their movies. I think this is just an emergency because of the pandemic yeah. idea because theaters are closed. I think the Mulan movie cost upwards of 400 million to make. Yeah. And so they're sitting there looking at a big, big loss, not able to release the movie in theaters, which I'm sure they were assuming was going to make similar to 
Lion King and Marvel movies like a billion dollars and trying to figure out how they're going to recoup recoup the money. So I understand putting it to rent was is an option that they chose to go and that is an yeah. option or, or you can either do that or you can either wait until theaters reopen, right? So that's the one decision you have. And it sounds like they don't want to wait till theaters reopen because who knows when that's going to be. And so they put it they put it to rent and then when you put it to rent you kind of think okay, do you put it to everyone? Do you put it just to Disney Plus subscribers? And then it's how much do you charge, right? So it's interesting that it's only available to rent, number one, if you have Disney Plus. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like I feel like that is also a bit of a miscalculation, to be honest, because why not just let ever anyone rent it? Why only Disney Plus? Yeah. Um, you're limiting your audience there. Yeah. When it went to theaters, everyone would be able to watch it. They weren't making sure you had Disney Plus subscription to yeah. go to the theater. So I found that odd. Um, and then the $30 price mark, I also find to be very, very steep. 30 Americans, like more like 40 bucks for us. Yeah, it could be 40 bucks here or something. Which yeah. is, and people say, you know, it's cheaper than a night out at the movies, but okay, maybe if you're a family of, of three plus, but if you're a family of two, that's more expensive than two movie tickets. Yeah, yeah which is like, which is part of the issue for, for me, because it's just the two of us. I mean, for you as well, mm -hmm. right? If you went with yeah. it with a, a toddler that, that they wouldn't charge a ticket for, then you're, you know, yeah. okay. Maybe it, I guess maybe it, it depends on your, on your pattern when it comes to, um, to going to the theater. Like, are you going to go, do you normally buy 10, 12 bucks of popcorn and a, and, a, right. and a pop or soda or something like, okay, then yes, even for two people, it's, it's cheaper. Cause what's, what's a movie ticket here. It's been so long. I forget what is it? 14 bucks, know, 12, you know, 13 bucks, 12, yeah. 13, yeah. Right. So, you know, that's not cheap, but, I don't know that I want to go. But the thing is, you're you're paying. Know. Yes, you're paying to see the movie, but you're also paying to see it on a big screen with the big sound. So there's some yeah. value in that. So if I'm going to rent Absolutely. it at home on my small TV with my not so great sound system, I like the I like when movies I rent are five ninety nine, four ninety nine. That feels right. It's thirty dollars. Yeah. Any me, me and I, like wife power, and I even rented. Uh, like this King of Staten Island, which we really wanted to see. Right, and you rented some of the Harry points. Potter ones that you said. And yeah, stuff. Like, but the King of Staten Island, I brought that one up because it it was supposed to go to theaters, but came to rental, and that was twenty dollars, right. and okay. that feels a bit a bit better, like twenty dollars, because I'm like two people. You can justify two people. That's almost like two movie tickets. Yeah. Um, but it's like you're not getting movie experience. You're just getting the home experience, which isn't as good. So you're getting like right it a bit cheaper. So to be paying. So it's going to be what when you convert it to Canadian forty dollars plus the eight dollars that I paid for the Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. It's like fifty bucks, and I'm not paying fifty bucks to see Mulan, a movie that I already have seen before animated form that I know how it ends. <laughs> yeah. If, if we're talking about Black Widow, I might have actually paid fifty bucks for that, but to see something like Mulan or if it was Lion King or if it was a movie that I'd already okay. have seen, so there's, I, a there's no way. There. Yeah, there's okay. a difference there to me. I get that. Yeah, but I can see that. I, I want to say I understand where they're coming from, and I understand that's the math that they've done, and they've done some sort of calculation, they've done some sort of forecast that they have picked thirty as their price point for them. As I'm sure, what in their minds they're thinking, this is the way we can recoup the most money by charging thirty. That yeah. I'm sure they have done. I don't know some sort of some sort of uh, like uh, or uh, markets analysis, market study, and thirty dollars seems to be. The, the, and we'll see if it pays off. Like to me, I, I'm not going to buy it. You said you're probably not going to rent it for that much. So it's interesting to see if it'll pay off or not. I hope they'll release the numbers. Who knows? But um, yeah, I feel like I do think. Maybe my opinion next is quarter or something. They'll say something yeah. about how much they made, right? 
my opinion is they they'd probably be better off releasing it on to everyone for like twenty dollars, like on every on every rental, like every service, yeah. Amazon or Cineplex or whatever you choose to rent. That that feels better to me, but um, it was an expensive movie, so. They, the they want to keep I, it in the Disney Plus, and yeah, part of the thing that might sort of like save it and and get a little bit more people than otherwise is like there's no not no new stuff, but like this is the new thing, and this was going right. to be one of their big ones, right? So maybe the odd person pays for two months or three months of Disney Plus, or they get the free month and they pay for one more or something just so they can watch this. Let, let's say it's, you know, family with a couple little kids that want to watch it or just teenagers or just adults like, a, you know, people in college, there's five of them in a house and OK, sure. Yeah, we'll split 30 bucks or 40 bucks of, of a movie or something like that. So right. I think that might get a few more people in the door, so to speak, just because it's the only new thing right now. Um, and there's, yeah, it's, you know, that right. that's part of it. And, and it, and yeah, I think you have a point where that it's like, well, I know this story, I know this mm -hmm. movie and stuff, but also in some ways that might also get more people to watch it. Cause they're like, well, it's Mulan. I like that. Or I haven't seen it since I was younger. Oh, it was a cartoon. Now it's not, I don't know. I, I, I might just be like grasping at little straws here and stuff. Like I'm trying to justify where they're coming from. And well, they have, they think that that's money. a good that's their they think it's a good strategy so they must yeah. have thought these things too right so the yeah. other thing i want to say is that um it be it the fact that i already subscribed to disney plus that mm -hmm. if i'm just patient enough and wait say six months i'll get to watch it yeah or for quote unquote free i already paid my subscription so like that's where it really hurts that's what really stings it's like am i going to pay 30 dollars to watch a movie i haven't liked these remakes Love action right. remakes That's another one. thing too. Yeah. So it's like I'd just rather wait, be patient, and wait the four, five, six months to get it when it comes to Disney Plus regularly. Like, yeah. That's the part that's weird. That's why I think they would have been better off releasing it to everyone because I think more likely people who don't subscribe to Disney Plus will would let pay like twenty bucks to see it. Whereas if you subscribe to Disney Plus, you are eventually going to get to see it for free, quote unquote free. So trying to charge everyone that already pays to your subscription service $30 on top of that, it seems like, like White Power was saying, like, maybe they should have released it to everyone for 30 And then if you have Disney Plus, maybe it's 20 yeah. Maybe you get a discount. That's that. That's I think, I think better, she's but... right. I think she's right. Yeah. I think that that is like that sweet spot where you probably actually get the most people. One, you're releasing it to everybody. But I guess yeah. they're, they're, I, part of their point is probably just trying to get people to subscribe. Right. I mean, I think that that as a big part of it but it's going to drive subscriptions i'm sure like i'm sure when someone rents something through disney plus all the money goes to them when yeah. someone rents it through their cable box they only get like yeah. whatever a certain percent or through itunes or whatever it is yeah through yeah. itunes or whatever so there's like all these calculations they're doing and yeah what it reminds there. me of is is the comparison or somewhat of a comparison but like like stadia for games for example right. is streaming service for games and I tried it really briefly on like a, a uh, I think a year ago when they first released or just under a year ago when they first released it for like a free, in like a free two weeks or something. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to stream, I, don't even I think it was Gears or something. I don't know what, it, no, it wasn't Gears. It was, doesn't matter. Um, and it was cool because I just like, you don't have to download anything. It just sort of opens up and, and you're good. You can play a game in your browser, which is insane. It's a monthly fee, but if you want to own a game, if you want to buy destiny for example or you want to buy an assassin's creed game or something like that like you have to pay on top of that 
you're paying less for the game than if mm. you were. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah, well, I like the idea of being able to just stream a game, but I don't like the idea that I'm giving you 20 bucks or 15 bucks a month and then also paying $50 or $40 for a game. So why am I, why am I paying you a service when I have to buy the game anyway? So yeah. why am I paying you a service when I have to buy the movie anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, it feels kind of the same way. Like, why not add it to your service? And I don't know, maybe like if this is a trend that works, let's say this works and people start subscribing and they get it. I'll pay an extra two bucks a month for Disney Plus if this is how they're going to release their movies. I mean, I still want that theater experience at some point for some of these movies, but right. I mean, it, it's I'm fine with it. You know, add two dollars. It's not that expensive anyway. Like, what's an extra twenty bucks a year if I'm going to be able to save a couple? Oh, so bucks down you're the line? saying you would much rather add two dollars to your subscription, but all the new movies come yeah. to Disney Plus like hundred percent, like right away, not like at the same time they go to the theaters. Yeah, or yeah. like two weeks later or three weeks later. Right. That's fine. I'll, I'll hold off, right? And some of the movies I might not watch it at home and I'll go anyway. Right. right? But who knows when the hell that's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope I really, that's an interesting thing you brought up of it being pre- precedent. And I hope that this is just like a pandemic weird situation and it's not precedent for going forward. Cause I, I could see them if this works out, this is another reason why I don't want to rent it. I would urge people not to rent it would be if this works out, <laughs> you're gonna start seeing, <laughs> yeah, you're going to start seeing like, Oh, it worked so well with Mulan. Like, we're going to put our newer movies, like all the Marvel movies on Disney plus, like before they go to the regular Disney plus, they're going to be there for $30, like the same time they're releasing theaters. And that just feels icky to me. Like I'm already paying for Disney plus, which I was promised all the Marvel and Disney and like Fox content. And now you're charging me like more. And imagine they do that. Imagine they do that with like the Marvel TV shows, which is the only reason why I even subscribe to Disney Plus in the first place. I really want to see those Marvel shows. Right. What if they then start saying, oh, okay, it's twenty dollars to see, pay six ninety nine, but then to see Wandavision, it's twenty dollars. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want them to start getting into that because I will just cancel my service if it gets into that. Yeah, it, it, nickel and diamond. Yeah, they need to find a middle ground or or mm-hmm. or don't. You know, but I guess it's it's hopefully yeah, it's temporary until. We feel like yeah. we're not gonna, you know, extend they this want to pandemic raise longer. The prices, <laughs> raise the prices, but no more new releases come on. I would get that, and I would like you. I would. I would probably pay. Yeah. But if they're gonna nickel and dime for every new piece of content, then it's gonna get, it's gonna get weird. Yeah. Like Netflix that. doesn't charge. Like Netflix just puts their movies on Netflix, and you just keep paying, yeah. right? So. Yeah. But I also understand, and I understand the economics, and Disney was expecting to get a big box office revenue from this movie. So this movie wasn't funded as um, a way to drive Disney Plus memberships, right? It was funded to make right. money in the box office and then go to Disney Plus and maybe get some memberships that way. So yeah, I, I do get it, and I do think it's a response to the pandemic. I'm just hoping that um, it's not a precedent. That's all. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There's some sort of middle ground there, but I guess it's just a easy to say yeah. it's a it's an unprecedented tricky time yeah, yeah. well no shit you know like so you, so you are I, so i've said i probably well i definitely won't rent it i'll wait yeah. will you do you think rent it for 30 um for 40 dollars i mean i would i i'll wait a bit and see if i don't know it seems it seems a lot it seems a lot for two people to to put in 30 bucks to do it so i i don't think so i mean it, mm-hmm. i'm i'm excited for it i want to watch it but i'm also not like it's it's not the movie that i like absolutely have to watch 
the day it comes out. It wasn't going to be that movie anyway. Right. So I could probably wait a couple months. There's other things I can watch. You know, a month yeah. later, two months later, The Mandalorian will come out. Well, now I have another reason to have Disney Plus. You know. Yeah. Um, so if it was like that, so. say, uh, if it was say Black Widow or like a new Star Wars movie, would you then pay thirty? Because I think I would have to. If it was one of those two, so if it was if it was like episode I nine feel good or about something, it then then I would I would do it because it's just me and it's Star Wars. But for me, yeah. I'm I'm not as attached to something like Black Widow, so I would it would be a almost an automatic no for Black Widow for me because I'm not that excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just that specific movie, so it, it would have to be a particular, yeah. Like if it was Star Wars, yes. I mean, I wouldn't even flinch, honestly. <laughs> so. Yeah, the fact that it's Mulan hurts them because there's no like spoilers to protect because it's it's yeah we've seen it before. So, Star Wars or a Marvel movie, like you'd want to get in there and see it early, right? Whereas something yeah. like a remake, you wouldn't really care. And I do feel bad because I know this was like the first like really big Asian cast, female director, and yeah, the diversity nice. of the movie is important and yeah, everything. Unfortunately, I think the pandemic happened and it didn't get to go to theaters which i think it would have made a lot of money and then i'm not too sure about this strategy of 30 dollars on disney plus i hope it works out um yeah i think it i think it actually really would have um made a big difference if it was in theaters like i think you're right i think it would have made a lot of money yeah i really do like i think it would have been a big it was was it may or april that it was supposed to come out i think it was may right Mm -hmm. anyways either way um like it's just it would have been, yeah, it would have been great. It would have been good to see it in the theaters. It seems like it's 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 an event and stuff too. So I don't and know. Of all, just, the, uh, of all the of all the remakes, I was looking forward to this one. I actually was looking forward to seeing theaters because they didn't just copy everything from the from the cartoon version. It was what I heard. Yes. Like it's not like the same songs and the exact same like dialogue and script like the Lion right. King is and like Aladdin is, and Beast and all that, which yeah. makes it look like a like a you know like a college play version of the <laughs> of the cartoon. It's like like a theater. It's like they took the story and then we're gonna tell like a different kind of take on it. Yeah. At least so that's what I understand. Which is cool. The trailers. Yeah. I didn't recognize any of the scenes from the trailers from the. Cartoon. I'm a huge fan of the cartoon movie too. I should say, by the way, it's great. Yeah, um, it's really good. I, I was disappointed Eddie Murphy wasn't coming back to do uh, Mushu, but uh, <laughs> they're not doing that at all in the movie. So yeah, he's not in sense. it at all. Yeah, I think that's um, actually not a bad idea. Even though I do like the whole Eddie Murphy character, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's obviously issues with it, with you know, sort of picking certain people to do certain roles, right. with races, and I get that part, but like. It also, if they're trying to ground this a little bit more, or aspects of it to ground it a bit more, like it makes sense that he's not in. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking they yeah. go from a realistic take in a talking dragon, yeah, or at least realistic look. I mean, obviously, silly. there's there's magic and things involved in the story, but um, but is yeah. there going to be? There is because be? well, no, because oh, they're sort there? of showing like the uh, I, can't, I don't know all the characters' names now. Sort of mm-hmm. um, the, the enemy or the, the sort of woman that's like the the enemy sort of you know turns into the right into okay. the, uh, uh the bird and things like that like there's there's aspects of it where they're uh oh. yeah so, so right. th- there's parts of it but it's not it's not focused around that anymore so anyways um yeah i think we're both going to sort of hold off so we'll see how it goes but um the other thing i wanted to bring up it's just because i never saw this sort of like fan made trailer of like the sort of gritty reboot of fresh prince of bel-air but apparently it is actually going to be 
um, used as the basis for a movie reboot, I guess, or update of uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There's a Fresh Prince um, reboot coming, and it's going to be sort of like a, a, a new look of, of it. So, um, I don't know. I just it's gonna be I a movie, not a TV show. It's gonna be a movie. I believe it was a movie. I can. I oh, have to wow. find. And I, I mean, either way, I think it's sort of an interesting idea where it makes it a little bit more real. So there's, there's a, there's an aspect of that that I can understand why it's sort of that focus. I think now is actually a good time for that to happen. Um, because if you watch the trailer, it's sort of like, you know, in the theme song when he says that he got into a, you know. A tussle with people on the, on the basketball court in the trailer, you know, the cops find a gun in his backpack and, you know, he's just has it personally as protection. He's not in any way, he's not going to use it or anything, but then it's like, it's sort of profiling him. And then he gets the, you know, it's the second time he's gotten trouble for something like that. And, Oh, you're going to your uncle's place. And it sort of moves on that way. So, um, and I, I find, I don't know. I just, I guess because of, everything that's been going on in the last six months with protests and all the racial injustice stuff. I think that that's probably one of the reasons why they're sort of moving forward with it and why it actually kind of makes sense. But like, isn't part of Fresh Prince because it's more fun? Isn't that kind of, isn't that sort of, or is that just not what we can do anymore? Because we kind of need to move past that. Like we kind of need to take the issues that it, that it covers in the show little bit more seriously maybe it actually that is the way you move it forward as opposed to going back to what it was and just putting will smith in it to have a good time again like mm. i find that kind of interesting like i know it's sort of like political and stuff like that but mm -hmm. maybe that's how we move things forward is that way right like i don't know it's crazy they're gonna make a fresh prince movie like it's like a it's like uh what you call like when batman begins versus batman forever it's like a gritty reboot of <laughs> That's kind of, of the, that's kind of what it is, right? IP like the, or something. That yeah, happens, and then one, it does once happen. they did that, they, do they like, did it with a bunch of movies, right? So yeah, it does happen. They do kind of like a grittier kind of remake. Um, yeah. Maybe it'll help because then it won't remind people that you're not watching Will Smith and like that's no true. one He's can not, be as good yeah. as Will Smith. So yeah. it could help. Um, maybe maybe as a movie too. Maybe it's better to be more of a drama than than a comedy than a, right. if it's a movie. I thought it was a TV show at first when you sent me the article um but this just proves that like like i i have a feeling it's gonna be like one of those things where it's like it's called the fresh prince but it really could have been called anything but they called the fresh <laughs> oh, prince right. just because it has not there's not a lot kind of much to do with it but they call it it just for the brand recognition and like just to sell more tickets and they'll throw in the like yeah. oh the fight in the basketball court to like link it but then the rest of it will be like totally different uh, that happens all the time. Like they just want the name a lot of times. Like how there was like a freaking like battleship movie, oh, <laughs> and then just like make it fit the the brand name. Yeah, I'm gonna um, double check to make sure it's a uh, reboot. Uh, Fresh Prince. Yeah, gritty drama. Let's see if it says it specifically. It's gonna be a TV show. Oh yeah, uh, sure. I didn't. So like, yeah, that's what it makes me think of. But who knows? It could be good. It sounds like from what you said with the whole. Um, having the gun in the basketball court and getting like profiled like it actually sounds pretty interesting like as a gritty oh, okay so, remake. so it's been it's been sort of known as bel air which is the name of the uh 
the tra the trailer that was made, and Will Smith is going to sort of help produce it. Apparently, oh, um, he's yeah, on board with it. So, um, well, either way, if it's a show, either or way, a movie. I mean, in the show, the fact that he's involved is is uh, makes it yeah. easier to, to sort of handle. Yeah, and if it's a show, they can they can go back to those subjects that they tackled in the '90s and sort of mm -hmm. update them and stuff, right? Because there was a lot of that stuff in the show. It's just yeah. It was the balance between that and the comedy and stuff right. and, and everything. So, anyway, I just wanted to mention that. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is kind of it's kind of back in my day. Kind of we all yeah. grew up with Fresh Prince. Yeah, we all love that show. So, <laughs> um, no, nothing is sacred though. Like they'll go back and redo anything, really, won't they? It's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least this seems to be progressing things in some way. So, um, and he's on board. That makes it a lot more palatable for me. Right. And the fact that Will Smith is going to be producing it and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well that's something we might watch in the future. Um and keep an eye on it at least. We'll try and we'll try and update that a bit as much as we mm -hmm. can. But uh okay, so we're gonna take two seconds of a break and we're going to talk about some of the stuff that we've been watching and playing. Um so just stay tuned for that. Welcome back, everybody. Um, thanks for sticking around for our discussion about uh, what we've sort of been watching and playing and uh, some old stuff, some new stuff. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we've had our updates, since we've had a, a recording. Um, I'm going to mention just a couple things really quickly that we don't have to get too deep into. Um, I played through Donkey Kong Country on the Switch Online, so I did that, which was cool. Uh, I beat it. Um, you know, still a great game. It's it's something that, that I would, you know, I, I, it came up on, on the Switch Online a couple weeks ago, and uh, I just had to automatically play it within, I think, like two days. I beat it or something. So <laughs> um, longer than I thought it was, but, uh, but still that difficult Donkey Kong, you know, sort of aesthetic and everything. Um, I've, I'm almost done playing Alan Wake, which I want to make sure that I finish before I play the Control DLC that is linking the two sort of universes together. So um, still a fun game, still pretty pretty difficult, still kind of like a thriller, uh, very, very heavily influenced by Stephen King stuff. So um, Alan Wake's about 10 or 11 years old now at this point, so it's sort of a good throwback to the Xbox 360 days, which was the last time that I played it. So um, yeah, what about you, Mike? Anything you've been playing or watching that you want to mention uh for sure one game that i want to talk about so we're still playing a lot of war warzone we're still obsessed yes. with all the still doing that we're still our next next season and everything yeah season five and we're streaming it a bit so catch us on back in my day uh games yes and the other game i've been playing is this game you might have heard of called fall guys so fall guys it's a psn plus free game this month oh and, is it really i didn't know yeah that. Yeah, oh. and this is going to excite you. The best way I would describe this game is Mario Party meets Battle Royale. That's what this game is. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> so you you basically start with, like, like in Battle Royale games, you know, it's, like, all individual players and go play games or yeah. play each other, like Call of Duty, until there's one remaining. Yeah. And you start with 60 people, and you play, like, Mario Party-style minigames. And the hook, the the game is like you're on a theme show or a game show, kind of like American Gladiators, but you're like these cute little characters. And yeah, so you play like Mario 
party mini games. Right. And each game like eliminates a certain amount of people and you keep playing them until you get to the end. So it's super, super fun. Uh, super cool like twist on that Mario Party. Uh, is there a, is like is there a genre? Because there's been more games than that. There's been like Fusion Frenzy, Mario Party. Yeah, Anyways. Fusion Frenzy was the only thing I could think of. That's been yeah, really like where that. you're kind of like a board game and then you yeah. play mini games. Um, so it's, it's it's like a battle royale take on that, which is super cool because I love those games growing up. And so yeah, that game has been I've been playing it a bit here and there. Um, it's really hard. It's really frustrating sometimes because you're playing with 60 people and you're kind of racing through these levels trying to get to the end. Right. And they fall over and they hit each other and fall off the levels and stuff like that. It looks but, like, um, uh, I have it up right now, it sort of looks like a mini version of like Wipeout, right? Yeah. Like, but there, mm -hmm, that is like the, yeah, like the obstacle course ones. But then there's yeah. like a matching game. There's like some sports ones, like some soccer ones where you knock oh, the ball okay. into each other's areas and there's some team games oh there's some so there's, stuff too. okay yeah where it's like they'll break you off into three teams and the losing team they say it's like 10 people on each team the losing team gets totally eliminated so you're going out from 30 uh, to 20. Uh, i'm watching this one there's sort of so, like these dials mm -hmm. and like it's almost better to sort of like not be the first person through and sort of let someone else uh, like these rotating things that only get pushed when when people push it anyways it's hard to explain yes i did that one last night yeah yeah, and then there's like the swinging, swinging, uh, yeah, and they just back and forth right after. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard, man. It's like harder to win than like Warzone almost, um, <laughs> because it's a lot more like luck involved. Because you're just there's not much you can do to differentiate yourself. Like everyone runs at the same speed. All you right. can do is jump and dive, really, and that's it. Oh, I see and how it works. So mercy, that's a certain so. amount of people cross the finish line, and you have yeah. to be within that. Okay. Yeah, and so then 30 I, I guess it people, just gets lower and lower every time. Yeah, exactly. Until okay. there's one left. Um, but man, if you liked Mario Party, um, and if you like Battle Royale games, it's just like a mashup of that of those styles. I thought that was really cool. I mean, it's, I think a, it's gonna it's, be big. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's huge. If you go on on Twitch and stuff, it's like mm -hmm. it's the top game for the last couple of weeks every right. single day. I mean, it's fun to watch. You can see because it's goofy and things get bumped mm -hmm. around, and it's sort of funny physics, and it looks obviously very funny. I really um, wonder if there's yeah. anyone out there that's like, like highly skilled at that game. That's like has a Twitch stream and is like constantly winning because it seems like it's so, it seems like it's so much luck and chaos when I play. Right. It's definitely um, chaos. <laughs> but I wonder if there's a way to be skilled at Fall Guys because they're like Mario Party. You know, you could figure out the games and you could figure out how to beat your friends, and yeah, there's yeah. always an element of luck, but. Um, that's funny. Yeah, I just keep so, watching this thing. <laughs> just, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's fun. Guys getting bumped so, around, like <laughs> other than Warzone. When I have time, I I've been playing. That's the only other game I've been playing. That and Animal Crossing still. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh, this looks fun. See, I don't have my PlayStation Plus going anymore, so I don't think I'm. I don't right. Think I'm. And I. I mean, I could. I could purchase it. I don't mind if if it's fun and it's something we play together. Like. Mm -hmm. Feels like I would be able to do that, but it's fun. Everyone's got their own outfits and stuff like that. So yeah, and it's just it's copies the exact same formula as the other battle royale games, where it has seasons and you get experience depending oh. on how you do, and then you get okay. money that you can buy outfits or you can unlock outfits if you get farther along in the in the levels of the season. So it's very much like all those other Fortnite or yeah, oh, you get bumped games. off the level and stuff too. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. That's funny. Um, that's cool. I might, I might have to check that out. I think I think I saw that it's only like 20 or 30 bucks, so that's not too bad. Um, 
I have a good time at that. But I do have a couple of games that are coming out soon that I have to play that I just, maybe I need to save my money on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with it as free because like it is like, like Warzone's free, Fortnite's free, but they get you with microtransactions. So right. I'm happy it being free and I can just play it when I want, but I don't have to spend any money because I'm not as into it as I am to like Warzone or anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you have a group of people with it, it's a little bit different if you're playing like as a team and stuff like that. That's always yeah. I haven't played with people so. before. I've just done individual. I don't know how it works if you yeah. can play with team but yeah um, um i wonder if it just puts you in the, like those co-op ones like like you were saying i wonder if it's exclusively or if there's enough even variety to do that i don't know mm -hmm. um the other uh the other game i was playing um was uh i just picked it up on switch on sale two three days ago now at this point um it's called i don't know if you've ever seen or or played i think i might have talked to you about it when i first played it but it's this one's this is the sequel to hand of fate um, which is basically a card-based D&D single-player game. I have returned. And together, we will craft you into the tool of my vengeance. You play as this person that is at this sort of dealer's table, and he's basically he's he's setting out a deck that you need to go through like this mini storyline. And there's a group of different storylines to uh, to go through, and basically you need to go from encounter to encounter to encounter. And a lot of it is, is sort of like text-based storytelling. The narrator kind of deals the cards. You, you pull it up, and then there's like a little thing in the corner that you know, reads you what your encounter is going to be. And then it's, you know, says, you know, you have to roll the dice in order to get past this bridge that's breaking. Do you want to, oh, there's an enemy on the other side. Do you want to throw a rock at them and see if you could possibly, like, if the bridge can collapse and then you have to fight less enemies that are on the other side of it? Or do you want to just go straight to them and then you roll the dice to see if you fall through the bridge or not and if you lose health or don't lose health? Um, it's, it's basically like, like it's D and D like it, it's, it's Dungeons and Dragons, but with, um, with cards. So it's very randomized and it's sort of roguelike where like, you're never going to get the same cards drawn at the same time. You can get different equipment and different abilities just based on luck basically, but you can sort of choose which encounters you want in your individual, um, run through to go, to go through the actual thing. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's. It's a really cool game because it's really easy to get engrossed in like the sort of mini story. There's a story for every little time that you restart the game and every encounter has its own thing while you also have an overarching story of it too. The presentation's really cool and then it comes down to combat a lot of the time as well. So the combat is sort of like the Arkham and Spider-Man type combat, but it changes based on who you're fighting, the, like six or seven different types of enemy groups and then each one of those has like two or three inside that you would sort of fight so there's probably like 20 or 30 different enemies and and based on your equipment too sometimes you'll have like a partner with you which is new for the second one other times you'll have like items that are like you know freeze people or stun them or something like that and you know the combat's not amazing or anything i think it's really just about all the luck of the draw of the cards and the dice rolls that you have and stuff um it's it's really fun i mean I, I got it for 
10 bucks. I've been looking at trying to get this game for, I think it's been out for two or three years now, but I played the first one back when it was out and really liked it. And I figured, well, this is probably a good, you know, add on to that. It was, I don't know, 60 or 70% off or something. So it's really cool. It's, it's like, um, if you've never played D and D like, like we have, it's, a really cool way to kind of get in it in video game form. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Hand of Fate 2 is, is something I played. Oh. And it's great great on the Switch because you can play like one little sort of mini run through for 20 minutes, half an hour or something. Whether you you die and need to start over or whether you complete it, it takes about that amount of time. And then you can just put it down. You know, it sort of works works that way. So Sounds like um, D&D, but with like a computer uh, dungeon master. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. He's basically the dungeon master, but he sort of talks through it. You know, you pick a certain card, and he's kind of like, "Oh, did you know that that's not the best against the enemies that you're moving forward with?" But now you've always already made your decision, so you're like, oh, "Shit," you know, <laughs> or you know, "Oh, this you is tell me that know. before." Yeah, well, it's 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 cool like that because you don't you might not know because it's a new item, or you might not know because you haven't faced those enemies yet. But then he sort of narrates it as he goes on and. Then he'll pull a card up that has a certain character in it, and he'll sort he'll sort of tell you the background of this character. And it's a really cool like narration voice. The writing is really cool. It's almost like you're reading a bunch of short stories every time you flip a card up, which is really interesting. So um, similar to what D and D sort of allows you to do. So I thought that was something I needed to mention too. It's it's a little bit newer, but it's it's a lot of fun. Cool. So. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been what I've been playing. And then um, I watched um, Palm Springs, which is a new movie. Oh, but I'm trying to, to watch that. Yeah, I got to watch that, and uh, we talked about um, the Vast of Night a few weeks ago. Right. And the three of us really enjoyed that, and how that was sort of like a an old spin with or a new spin on sort of an old style movie with low budget and stuff like that. This isn't quite that that idea, but if that isn't my favorite movie from this year. This one is, it's one of the two. It's that good. So, um, yeah, so it's definitely worth watching. Um, it's not quite what it seems. I mean, it is sort of a groundhog day type type movie, but, uh, but I think it's a different take on it and it's, it's worth watching for sure. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's kind of what it's been up to. And then we're still watching Seinfeld. So there's that. <laughs> we're always, nice. always flipping through Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I don't know. You guys watch anything in particular the last little while? Uh, yeah, I was trying to think. Like we're watching a lot of movies, obviously, with not much else going on. But um, yeah, yeah. just thinking about what I want to talk about, I'll talk about two comic book movies that we watched recently. So, still on my quest to watch like every movie based on a comic book, and the newest <laughs> one was Bloodshot. Yeah, ever. Oh so, yeah, with Vin Diesel. And I will just say the movie is better than it has any right to be when it's starring vin diesel so pretty much like it is what he is what he is and he's obviously like a terrible actor let's just put it let's out just, there let's just say and yeah, yeah so and so he's terrible in the movie himself but actually the script and everyone else and the action is like awesome okay. so it's actually like almost makes up for his like him being the star of that movie and you if you watch the movie you think if anyone else was the star this would be a great freaking movie really um so it's actually pretty good and i'm not that familiar with the comic book character but it is like an interesting character and interesting it's not super generic like it pretends like it's going to be super generic when the first 30 minutes and you think like, oh, this is gonna like. Be just, 
Yeah, and then it ends up being not generic at all. It ends up being like very, very interesting and with the twists and good action. So it's actually like was pretty enjoyable. Huh. Um, so I surprisingly would uh, recommend Bloodshot as a as a good superhero uh, comic book movie. Okay. And then the other one we watched was an older one. So this will be more back in my day from 2000 and 2001. Okay. Uh, from Hell, the Johnny oh. Depp, um, oh, Jack the Ripper. A, is that a comic book movie? Yeah, that. that's based on an Alan Moore, like pretty seminal Alan Moore graphic novel called From Hell. Oh, okay. um, now, have you seen the movie? I remember seeing it, but a long time ago, I barely remember it. Yeah. yeah, so I haven't actually read that Alan Moore book. It's one of the few that I haven't read. And I, I, I know it's like a pretty bad ad- adaptation of the movie and fans or of the book and fans of the book really like kind of hate the movie and fans <laughs> of Alan Moore. So I knew that going into it. So I kind of like was already ready to hate the movie. And right. um, yeah, it's it's okay. Um, it's an interesting story, which I think that's why they adapted it because Alan Moore found this interesting take on Jack the Ripper. And I, I won't yeah. spoil it, but it's but it's like, it posits like who Jack the Ripper may be and like, what was the motivations behind, behind mm. the killings, which is actually like really, really interesting. And like a really, like uh, actually a real conspiracy theory that like some yes. people believe and there's been books written about. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, other than that, it doesn't feel very much like an Alan Moore work. And that's because they, it's not as like thoughtful as he normally as his, his writing is. So, okay. Um, and as like smart, so yeah, it's dumbed down for like a Hollywood dumbed down version, I'd say. So it's pretty good. It's, it's, I had I'd seen it a long time ago, but I wanted to see it again for like a ranking, and it was okay. Yeah. Was okay. Okay, at best, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's um, yeah, okay, yeah. I could, I'm kind of looking at it right now. Yeah, I could like it's yeah, it looks okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like it looks okay. <laughs> yeah. Like. Is what I, it is. I, I kind of get it. Yeah. His any any movie based on his his uh, books, unfortunately, ends up being like pretty bad, pretty bad adaptations, yeah. and he never wants anything to do with them. Like, right? That's think of all thing. the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Do you know if he was Watchmen. involved in this? He, I don't think he was. I don't think okay. he's a fan of the of the movie. If yeah, I remember the League it. of Extraordinary Gentlemen being. I remember watching that and just being like, "Oh, what is this?" I know that's a great book too. That's what yeah. I, I do remember reading um, that. I remember reading yeah. that after I saw the movie, and being like, "What did they do?" <laughs> I know it's kind of yeah. So I want to read. Actually, want to read from hell the book now. If right. anything, that's it's made me want to read um, the book. There you go. Because I'm sure it's better. More reason to go for it then. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, hey, is what it is. Like you said, <laughs> only so much you can do. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool, man. Um, I won't keep you any longer, and we won't keep anyone's ears bleeding any longer as well. So, um, Mike, uh, we're going to touch base again uh, in the next little while. But uh, until then, where can people follow us um, and uh, and keep track of what we're doing, I guess? Yeah, so it's Day Back In on Instagram and Twitter. Find us, uh, Back My Day Podcast, on your podcast app of choice. Rank, review, subscribe, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Yeah. If you want to catch us on Twitch, it's Back In My Day Games. Exactly. So I'm going to try and keep playing. I, I was playing NBA Jam a little bit, and I try and keep going mm-hmm. with that. I'm almost done. Almost played through every team. I think I have like four or five teams left to beat. So uh, nice. the Bulls are going to go to the championship again. So 
Um, of course, the nineties. Yeah, of course, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they can't do it this year in the in the Florida bubble, we'll do it on my TV beside my computer. Yeah. Here. <laughs> okay, Mike. Thanks for joining me. Thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see everybody next time. has come to this. Therapy sessions for families whom you could call Nintendent. First of all, the peer pressure starts. I feel maybe exploited. Psychologists' offices might get more crowded this holiday season. Just in time for Christmas, the Japanese toy maker Nintendo has come out with a new set of electronic video games, though some game players prefer the pictures of its competitor Sega. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, Things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Ken Shocknick, Channel 4 News.